Good morning, friends. Good morning, family. God bless you, each and every one. Today is is homo. We're, we're, the subject at hand is homosexuality a sin? What does the Bible say about homosexuality? Is the question. Um, in some people's minds, being homosexual is as much outside your one's control as say the color of your skin and maybe how tall you are even Uh, you have no control over it at all in some people's minds and then on the other hand the bible is very clear and consistently declares that homosexual activity is a sin can we have an open mind today can we look and see what the scriptures say because they're This is where truth is, in the Word of God. This is where we're going to find our truth. Deception will come from the outside, yes, from the enemy. But we've got to look at the Scriptures and see what the Scriptures say about everything, not just this. This is just sin. It's no different sin than any other sin. So I'm going to give you these Scriptures. If you're taking notes, I I do encourage you to look up what the Bible says. If we want truth, this is where we're going to find it, is in the Bible. We're not going to find it just in our own thoughts or our own conversing back and forth with ideas and assumptions and all that. We've got to know the truth, and we've got to know what the Bible says about the subject, any subject, not just this one. So let me give you these. It's Genesis 19, verses 1 through 13, Leviticus 18, 22 Leviticus 20 verse 13 Romans 1 26 and 27 1 Corinthians 6 9 1 Timothy 10 and there are actually more scriptures than this about this subject but those are the ones that I'm bringing out this morning so this particular topic this particular subject it just leads to a lot of controversy debate it leads to even hostility Um, but we need to get to the point where no matter what the subject is we examine what the bible says about it what does the bible say about homosexuality it's important to distinguish between Uh, homosexual behavior and homosexual inclinations or attractions. It's the difference between active sin and the uh, passive condition of being tempted. Homosexual behavior is sinful, but the Bible never says that it's a sin to be tempted, does it? So simply stated, it's a struggle with temptation that may lead to sin, but the struggle itself Let me say that again. The struggle itself is not a sin. Or the temptation itself is not a sin. Romans 1, 26 through 27 teaches that homosexuality is is actually a result of denying and disobeying God or rebelling against God's word. When, When people continue in sin and in unbelief god gives them over the bible says to even more wicked even more depraved sin to show them the futility and the hopelessness of life that is apart from god 
So one of the fruits of rebellion against God is homosexuality. See 1 Corinthians 6 verse 9, it proclaims that those who practice homosexuality and, and transgress God's created order are not saved. It's very clear in there. A person, you know, you may be born with a greater susceptibility to homosexuality, say. Just as some people are born with a tendency to violence of, and, uh, or a tendency to other type of sins, that does not excuse the person or the person's choosing to sin by giving in to sinful desires. Just because a person is born with a greater susceptibility to, say, fits of rage, that doesn't make it right for him to give in to those desires and explode at every chance that they get. And the same is true with the susceptibility of to homosexuality. So no matter our uh, attractions or our temptations, we can't continue to define ourselves by the very sins that crucified Jesus. And at the same time, assume that we are right with God. We can't assume anything, actually. We can't come to conclusions by having conversations with, with each other. We can't come to conclusions by uh, our own imaginations, but we've got to come to our conclusions of truth by the Word of God because that is the only truth there is in this world. Paul lists many of the sins that the Corinthians once practiced. Homosexuality is on the list. But in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 11, he reminds them, that is what some of you were, not what you are. He said, that is what some of you were, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. So in other words, some of the Christians or some of the Corinthians before they were saved, they lived homosexual lifestyles, but, but no sin, no sin is too great for the cleansing power of Jesus Christ. So it wouldn't have mattered if they were living a life of homosexuality or adultery or thievery or murder. It doesn't matter. Sin is sin. But no sin is too great for the cleansing power of Jesus. So once cleansed, we are no longer defined by sin. The problem with homosexual attraction is that it, it is an attraction to something God has forbidden. And any desire for something sinful ultimately has its roots in sin. So the pervasive nature of sin causes us to see the world and our own actions through a warped perspective, not, a, not truth. We've got to have truth. You know, we live in a day and an age where we're closer now than ever before in thousands of years since Jesus said, I'm coming back soon. We're closer now than ever before. And I'm not throwing out the, that out there as a a threat or a warning. I'm just saying the truth, okay? That is the truth. So our thoughts, desires, and, and our dispositions, they are all affected. 
homosexual attraction does not um, always result in active willful sin. You know, maybe it's temptation. There may not be a, a conscious choice to sin, but it springs up from the sinful nature. So same-sex attraction is always on some basic level an expression of the fallen nature of man as sinful human beings living in a sinful world as we see in romans 3:23, we are beset with weaknesses temptations and inducements to sin our world is filled with lures and entrapments including the enticement to practice homosexuality and many other sins so the temptation to engage in homosexual behavior is uh, its very real to many. Those who struggle with this attraction often report suffering through years of wishing that they were different. Now, people might not always be able to control how or what they feel, but they can control what they do with those feelings. See 1 Peter 1, verses 5 through 8. We all have the responsibility to resist temptation, each and every one of us. You know, if, if I was tempted to feel, uh, what, like, staying angry at somebody, if, if, I, if I was tempted to, that's minor, maybe, but if, if I was tempted to commit adultery and I did it, then I'm sinning. If I was tempted to commit adultery and I submitted it to God and resisted the devil, then I'm not sinning because temptation is not a sin. So we all have the responsibility to resist temptation, Ephesians 6.13. We, um, we must all be transformed by the renewing of our minds, as it says in Romans 12.2. We must all walk by the Spirit so as not to gratify the desires of the flesh, Galatians 5.16. And then finally, the Bible does not describe, and I want to make this clear, does not describe homosexuality as um, a greater sin than any other sin. And I said this earlier, but I really want to make it a point. Because we've, I almost want to say we've beat them up so much. Maybe it's because they're coming to the forefront. I don't know what the situation is, and I'm not going to try to judge that. I'm just going to say it's a sin. The Bible says it's a sin. But it is no greater sin than any other sin. So all sin is offensive to God. Without Christ, we're, we're, we are lost. All of us are lost. Whatever type of sin has entangled us. And according to the Bible, God's forgiveness is available to, uh, to each and every one of us. And, and it doesn't... It doesn't make distinguish, it doesn't distinguish between, between different sins, okay? It doesn't matter if you're homosexual or adulterer or fornicator or you're into pornography or you're just a liar or a thief. It does not matter. God's forgiveness is available to all sin and to the homosexual. So we can't separate that from other sins. So just as it is to to 
anything. You you can name any idol worship. How about that? Murder. It, it doesn't matter. Sin is sin. We need to pray for them just like we pray for every anyone else that, you know, like say your family members and stuff. You want to pray them in. You don't even know what all they're doing. They may not be homosexual, but they're sinners. We need to stand in the gap as people who pray and stand in the gap for others to become uh, born again and set free from sin. Jesus paid a high price for us to be free. And whom the Son has set free is free indeed. So in saying that, um, all who would all of those who will believe in Jesus Christ for their salvation will be saved. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how bad your sin was. Um, let me, I want to give you some scriptures right here before I close. If you will, if you have a chance, look up 1 Corinthians 6 verse 11. Look up 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. Philippians 4, verse 13. And again, I'd like to just encourage each and every one to look at the Word of God and see what it says. You know, if you've got feelings of homosexuality or any other kind of sin, see what the Bible says about it. And allow the Lord to come in and cleanse you from that. You know what? Sometimes people want to hold on to their sin. But oh my gosh, if you knew the freedom of being free from sin, you would be, people would be flocking to the altars to be free from demons. Let me say that again. People would be flocking to the altars to be free from those demons. Because I'll tell you right now that homosexuality, that that murdering spirit, that thievery, that adultery or whatever it is, that sin that you're in is not even you. It's the world. It's demons. It's the devil. The Bible says that the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. He does not want you to know the truth, but God does. And, and he's given us a whole Bible to find out. So these few little scriptures I gave you, you might take a, take a moment out and look them up. And, um, and let me say once again, if, if anybody needs prayer, if anybody needs agreement in prayer, I'll be more than happy to agree with you. You can email me at gmanizak8, the number 8, at gmail.com. Or find me on Facebook. I'm on Facebook, too. You can go to City Changers, Illinois, and find me. Or you can go to my name and find me. Not that I'm any particular...